0: The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Steffen, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, and by Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas.
1: What the hell's going on out here? Well, Nuke's scared because his eyelids are jammed and his old man's here. We need a live rooster to take the curse off Jose's glove, and nobody seems to know what to get Millie or Jimmy for their wedding present. well, uh, candlesticks always make a nice gift, and, uh, Maybe you can find out where she's registered maybe a place setting or maybe a silverware pattern setting. okay let's get to <sighs>
0: That is a scene from Bull Durham on the mound with actors Kevin Costner, Tim Robbins, and my next guest, Robert Wool, who of course also co-starred in such films and TV projects as Batman, Good Morning Vietnam, Hollywood Nights, and Arlis, to name a few. Robert joins me now from his home in California. Robert, how are you, sir? Welcome, and uh, how have you and your family been doing during the lockdown? Yeah
1: holding up jim and thank you very much for having me on
0: where are you right now
1: uh right now i'm in los angeles
0: and what have you been doing these past several months because i get varying stories from people that i that i interview
1: oh uh, well the past few months not, I, i've been trying to keep busy more with writing uh i'm working on a book of hollywood stories and also a baseball book i'm a big baseball fan i love the whole playoffs and world series um you know it's not a whole lot you can do i mean to be fair right so, but basically, you just enjoy. I'm actually trying to enjoy life. I, you know, I try to stay somewhat healthy. You know, just get on the, just stay on the treadmill and the bike and do what I can. And uh, you know, but, but you know, you're limited. I mean, it's like <laughs> fortunately, you get to uh, work. You know, at, you know, it's amazing time about technology, though. Technology. I mean, think about how many people working at home in Zoom conferences. And I mean, what would we have done if this had happened before the internet? I mean, that's not that long ago.
0: That's a good point, actually, yeah.
1: That that would have crippled everything. But think about that. You know, technology is the one thing that has absolutely gotten better. Uh, it, it's, it's tech, now, there's pros and cons to that. Like I say, modern medicine and technology has gotten better. Healthcare hasn't gotten better. You know, that hasn't gotten better. But the technology has. Movies, special effects have gotten better. Storytelling hasn't gotten better. Uh, <sighs> you know, so... It's all different. You know, the technology gets better, but you lose sometimes personal contact because of that pros and cons. You know, that's that's what it is. It's a trade off.
0: Robert, I recently saw really a fantastic review of this scary movie that you did called Shirley with Elizabeth Moss. And you must be very happy with the way that turned out just based on the review.
1: Yeah, I I have a very small part in it. They asked me to do it. I was very happy to do it. But it's really gotten a wonderful response. uh, And she's a terrific actress. I only worked like one day on it, but I'm glad it's out there on demand. And uh, I mean, there's some buzz about it. So that's, yeah, it's great. It's always nice when a picture, you know, when when one of your, you know, one of your projects does well because you do so many of them that never see the light of day. You know, it's like, so when you get one that hits, you really got to savor it, whether it's the Batman or what I wrote for the Oscars, you knew your work was going to be seen because I wrote a play that nobody saw. I've written movies nobody saw. I re- you know, it's like you, you work on pilots, nobody sees. You do so, but, so when something is reviewed nicely, it's nice. But when it's seen, you really appreciate it.
0: You brought up the Oscars that you co-wrote with Billy Crystal. What was that collaboration like?
1: Well, it was terrific. Uh, it was uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, Billy knew me uh, as a comic. And as a writer, because I started out writing for Rodney Dangerfield, and then I had written Police Squad, the TV series, short-lived TV series with the Zucker Brothers. Right. And then I had uh, done some movies. I done movies, and I had done, uh, I guess I guess at that time, I had just done Good Morning Vietnam, and I don't even know if Bull Durham was out yet. Uh, and it was, I, I don't know if i even done, maybe I'd, I'd done, maybe i maybe done Batman, maybe I hadn't. But uh, Billy knew my stand-up work. He had, so when it, he came first to write the Grammys, and he asked me to do it with him, and then we moved on to the uh, after a couple of years, we did the Oscars. The amazing thing—it was just the two of us. I mean, now these Oscar hosts and they have and they have fifteen writers, All right. a dozen writers. It was just me. It was just me and Billy the first couple of years. Then Bruce Falange joined us. Right. Um, Mark Shaman, and Mark Shaman would write the musical parts. Uh, But it was just us. That was it. It worked well.
0: Robert, do you think that yours and Mike Binder's stand-up experience, was that part of the reason you were hired for Hollywood Nights?
1: Yes, because they saw me as a stand-up. When I auditioned, they came and saw me in a club. And I still had to audition doing improvised scenes, but I think the background definitely helped.
0: Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, just remembering the early days of HBO, that was in heavy rotation, wasn't it?
1: Absolutely. That's how You are 100% correct. That's how it became a hit. Uh, it didn't be, wasn't a hit in the movies, I and mean, it did okay, but it became in heavy rotation when HBO first started coming up, and it was on over and over and over. And the thing about it was fathers would watch that with their young sons. Right. Now, what's interesting is that an- that generation has all grown up, and now the sons have become fathers and, in some cases, grandfathers, and now they watch it with their sons and grandsons. So, and I get stopped more for Hollywood Nights to this day. This is a movie that came out in 1980, so we're talking about 40 years ago. Um,. And this movie came out, and I get stopped more from that than anything except Batman and maybe Arliss.
0: Future stars Michelle Pfeiffer and Fran Drescher, but you know it's going to be a great film when Moosey Dreyer, isn't it, right, Robert?
1: Yeah, Moosey, done a bunch of- <laughs> Moosey was a good kid. I mean, I haven't mm-hmm. seen him in many, many years. i say a kid. He's got to be 60 now.
0: It's hard to believe, isn't it? You mentioned Good Morning Vietnam as a stand-up comedian. What was it like to work with Robin Williams, who was the king of improv, I suppose?
1: Well, I had known Robin. We started as a comic, you know, before Mork and Mindy. So I had known Robin. So Robin and I were friendly. So that was a really nice kinship to have when we were over in Thailand. He knew me and so somebody could trust and Robin was brilliant. I mean, Robin was, you know, Robin was nobody like Robin. Uh, and this was the right vehicle for him because up to that point, Robin had not had a hit movie. And so Barry Levinson, it was a perfect vehicle for him. You know, you got to find the right vehicle. And this was perfect because it had a terrific structure. It's a good movie. And then you added the persona of Robin Williams to, you know, if you looked at it like a musical, everything was right. And then the musical numbers is Robin on, on the radio. So you think of them like musical numbers. Uh, and it was a perfect vehicle for them. And, uh, and it worked. You know, that one worked.
0: Yeah, and as a huge sports fan like you are, it must have been a dream come true to work on Bull Durham.
1: Well, Bull Durham was fun. Bull Durham was great fun. So, you know, being a huge baseball fan, and, uh, and it was great, great people involved. You know, Kevin and Susan and Tim and Ron Shelton. I got very lucky uh, and being able to... You know, and Trey Wilson, who played the manager. We were very tight. Uh, that that was a beat on the end. That really was. That's another one that w- nobody figured that's going to work. Nobody figured that <sighs> out. All right. I've done well for that movie to have the standing that it does now and continues to have. Uh, yesterday, Ron Klain, who was going to be the new chief of staff. Yeah. In his speech, was referencing Bull Durham when he was in a big yesterday on, on MSNBC. You know? It's like to have that, you know, to have that kind of staying power is quite remarkable. You know, it's funny about staying power. I did a routine in 1982. 1980, so that's almost 40 years ago. Uh, and it was about uh, being from New Jersey, I did a comedy routine as a stand up that somebody had proposed Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run to be the state anthem of New Jersey. And I did a routine about that at the piano, breaking down the lyrics of the song and how absurd the thought of it was. You know, baby, this town rips the bones from your back. It's a death trap. It's a suicide rap. we got to get out. (laughs) Well, the amazing thing is I was just doing another interview and they brought it up and I said, the amazing thing about that is that because Springsteen has stayed relevant, all these years, I could still do that routine today, and this is almost forty years later. What topical routine can you do that with? I couldn't do a routine about my Sharona, which is the uh. <laughs> Or or, or Minute Worked Who can it be now, or something like? that. <laughs> amazing thing about when you get those few timeless, timeless Batman is that falls in that category—the Tim Burton Batman, right? A Good Morning Vietnam. You know, Bull Durham, they, you know, you're very fortunate. They don't come along that often, those kind of things.
0: Before I let you go, like a bunch of uh, people now, you're currently recording custom greetings on Cameo. Tell me about that quickly.
1: Love it. Uh, you know, I didn't think I was going to, and Sean Essend turned me on to it, and I have so much fun because it breaks up my day, and you don't realize when you are doing work in front of a camera or, or whatever that you are reaching people out there. And you may touch them in some way or form. And I cannot tell you how many people will tell me, you know, when you did this thing, I wasn't in a good place and you made me laugh. Or every time I'm feeling bad, you make me laugh. Or tell me a story about Batman. I'm a huge Batman fan or Bull Durham, or a uh, history thing, from here, assume the position, or what was it like working with Jack Nicholson? Or And, and I'm happy to tell these stories because I enjoy it, and I've always enjoyed talking with people, and uh, and it's a lot of fun. I, I try to keep the price way down because I want it to be affordable to people. and it, And it's a really great – I've been very fortunate. I mean, so this is a terrific thing to do and uh, and I knock them off and it's pretty great and I'm happy to do them
0: yeah I've seen a few of them They're, they really are fantastic well it's actor writer comedian Robert Wool Robert stay well it was an honor talking to you I'm a big fan
1: well, thanks a lot, Jim. I, I do appreciate
0: that. And besides cameo, look for Robert Wool now in that scary-looking film starring Elizabeth Moss called Shirley. That finishes off this episode of The Fake Show. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you back here next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.